This is Podcast Junior. I'm Piper Clem, publisher of the Plaidhorse Magazine, and on today's episode, we continue our reading of Showstride's book for Testing Friendships. I hope you'll come join us a few times a week, and if you like what you hear, all five Showstride's books are currently available on Amazon. The Plaid Horse presents Showstride's Book 4, Testing Friendships, by Piper Clem and Rennie Dybel, read by Piper Clem. Chapter 18. On Tally's first shift of the week, she and another junior working student, Kelsey, were tasked with grooming the smaller school ponies. These guys have been getting a quick once-over by the staff, or a very gentle grooming by their tiny riders, Brenna explained, but they could use a lot more currying. I made up a list next to the bathing list by the stairs. Those ponies need a thorough grooming at least twice a week. You can each pick a couple to do and check them off the list for today. Tally and Kelsey glanced at each other and then took off jogging down the aisle. There were certain school ponies that everyone just got a little more excited about. Kelsey reached the board first, grabbed a pen, and drew a line through Little Bit's name. Got her, she said, elbowing Tally lightly. I wasn't even going for Lil. She tries to bite me, Tally replied, playfully grabbing the pen out of Kelsey's hands. I wanted Lottie anyways. Good, we understand each other then, Kelsey said, grinning. See ya, Tal. Tally went into the school's hack room for Lottie's grooming box. The boxes lined the wall underneath the saddle racks, each one labeled with the horse or pony's name. It would have been a lot easier to just use shared grooming supplies for a big lesson program, Brenna had once explained to her, but equine skin conditions like scratches and fungus were contagious and could easily spread with shared tools. Plus, grooming supplies weren't always one-size-fits-all. A thin-skinned thoroughbred doesn't need a metal curry comb like a fuzzy pony might, for example. So the barn management decided long ago that each horse would get their own supplies. Boots, wraps, or earplugs specific to each horse were stored in their individual grooming boxes, too. Lottie, short for Gelati, lived in one of the stalls on the outside of the aisle, the most coveted stalls, Tally always thought, since the horses could stick their heads out of the large picture windows facing the hill and the big indoor and outdoor rings. Lesson kids would sometimes walk along the grass outside the barn windows, stopping at each stall to sit in the windowsill and pat the horses or feed them carrots. Hi, sweet girl, Tally said as she reached Lottie's stall. Lottie was a sturdy, stocky, little leopard Appaloosa pony with brown and black spots all over her white coat. Tally thought she was super cute, but there was something about Lottie's appearance that really captured the little kids at the barn. On more than one occasion, Tally overheard a small child gasp in Lottie's presence, calling her the most beautiful horse in the world. It must be the spots, Tally thought with a grin. Lottie was gazing out her big picture window when Tally arrived. Come see what I have for you, pony, Tally said. Lottie turned to look at her and paused, as if considering whether it was worth abandoning her view. Evidently it was, and the pony ambled over to where Tally stood in the doorway. Tally produced a horse muffin from her pocket, and Lottie eagerly gobbled it up. Tally threaded her fingers through Lottie's thick forelock and rubbed her forehead. Lottie stood totally still, enjoying the undivided attention. She started by picking out the pony's bare feet. Then Tally slid the pink grooming mitt onto her hand, but immediately tossed it aside when she felt something crawling inside. 
The mitt landed in the saw shavings with a little thwack as a stunned spider scurried out of it. Tally and Latte exchanged a glance, and Tally shrugged. Let's try that again, huh? Tally shook the grooming mitt in case anything else was hanging out inside and put it back on her right hand. She rubbed it all over the mare's coat in circular motions. Latte stood still as a statue, clearly practiced at making even the smallest riders feel comfortable around her. Do you like that, sweet girl? Tally used a soft mitt on Latte's face, and a little plume of dust and fine hair escaped. Latte closed her eyes and smiled. Tally was so happy to help the pony feel so good. And she loved how much Brenna cared about the school horse's well-being. After Tally followed up with a stiff brush and then a soft brush, she dug through all the pockets in her denim shorts. Lottie's ears perked up as Tally found a mint in a crinkly wrapper. Lottie took a step closer, her eyes trained on Tally. Sorry, girl, it's all sticky. Hang on, Tally said with a giggle, impressed at the school pony's polite demeanor. Tally felt like she could have spent her entire shift in Lottie's stall just enjoying her company, but there was more work to be done. She groomed a bay pony named Toots next, who danced around a whole lot more than Latte had, despite being tied in the stall with Tally's trusty quick-release knot. Tally bathed two horses on the list next, and just as her shift was wrapping up, she ran into Ryan on the aisle. Hey, we haven't discussed that show yet, have we? he asked. Not yet, Tally said, eager to hear what her trainer had in mind. We're going to Bird Creek next weekend. It's a big show barn about 50 miles north of here, so we won't ship in the way we do with some of the other shows, Ryan explained. It's a two-day show, but the divisions run in full on either Saturday or Sunday. You'll show Obi on Sunday only, so the horses will have stalls there Saturday night. Lupe and I will stay overnight at the hotel and do night check and all that good stuff. You guys can stay Saturday night too, or just drive up early Sunday. You won't show until Sunday afternoon. Got it, said Tally, smiling. She couldn't wait to get back in the show ring. Maggie shows Sunday too, so you guys can coordinate the trip if you want. I'm going to enter you and Obi in the Limit Hunters. It's a two-foot division, and they don't penalize for simple changes. We'll work this week on asking for the lead in the air and getting a quick, clean, simple when you need it. Don't feel like the two-foot is a step down. Any more than that, and you're going to be up against horses with a change. This is a good height for a horse that's never been to a show before, and it still gives you a chance to be competitive before we put the changes on him. Sounds great, Tally said. I'm so excited. Good, Ryan replied. Make sure you get on the schedule for a few lessons this week. Carlton and Tracy Brooks share their decades of knowledge, experience, and winning ways in their first book, With Purpose, the Balmoral Standard. Carlton is a widely respected horseman, a large R judge since 1985, and member of the National Show Hunter Hall of Fame. And Tracy has spent more than 30 years developing horses and riders, guiding them to victory at the biggest shows in the country. With Purpose is divided into three sections, on horsemanship, on training, and on the industry. In each section, you will uncover a wealth of information gleaning from Carlton and Tracy's careers. With CB and Tracy's signature wit and warmth, With Purpose provides a foundational equestrian education from the ground up. You can find With Purpose at thepladhorse.com slash books, or on Amazon, Audible, and Kindle. Search with purpose, the Balmoral Standard. 
To learn more about anything we've discussed on today's show, visit thepladhorse.com. You can find show notes at thepladhorse.com slash listen. Follow The Plaid Horse on all the social medias. You can subscribe to the print edition of The Plaid Horse magazine at thepladhorse.com slash subscribe. Please rate and review the podcast anywhere you listen to it. And if you enjoy this episode, please share it with your friends. I will see you at the ring. 